Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast, brought to you today by SteelSeries and their new range of alias microphones. Their mics made for gamers, and a big shout out to SteelSeries for continuing to support the show. I'm your host, James, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. Ewan. Hello. And Brody. Hello. Um, on the show today, we're going to talk about updating show notes. Um, the Xbox <laughs> and Bethesda Developer Direct, uh, Power World, everyone's favourite controversial game, and our thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Exciting. But first, Ewan, you've been away, and I, I believe you got to play some video games while you were away. And I, I did. think it's topical, so... Yeah, well, I, did, I didn't. I played heaps of Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown, which is not a game that we haven't spoken about before. Um, I, James, was it not you that reviewed it? Or was it? Uh, no, it was a friend of the show, Stephen. Stephen, reviewed that's it. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but we spoke about. Too. We spoke a little bit, yeah, about your perspective of it a couple of weeks ago, um, and I was very excited to get my hands onto it. Unfortunately, plane travel presents the opportunity to really spend some considerable time with a game such as this, and that I did, and I freaking adored it. I'm really loving it. Um, I don't know how far. I've kind of got like two main abilities now. Um, I don't know how far that kind of puts me through it, um, but I feel like I've explored a lot of the map already. Yeah. Um, what was the last ability you got? Um, I got the kind of ability to flick between different dimensions, oh, yeah, yeah, like, like toggle between even, two. I would say you're not even halfway. Oh, that excites me so much. Awesome. Yeah. Um, There's lots yeah. of cool stuff. I'm really enjoying it already. It's like, not that we're far into the year, but already this feels like a game of the year contender in my mind. I'm enjoying it that much. Yeah, I agree. I've like um, finished it now, so um, I really enjoyed it too. I think it's like really interesting how there's so many Metroidvanias now, and this still manages to do so such different things with like the powers and stuff. Like it's yeah. not just like obviously the double jump and air dash are typical upgrades for these types of games. Yeah. Um, but like, there's just so much more uniqueness to it that you haven't seen yet, but you will. I'm so um, surprised I don't <clears throat> have the double dash yet, and like even. I kind of like how surprising... Double Sorry, double jump, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't even got that yet. Um, but I'm, like, amazed at kind of what it's able to do mechanically without giving you something so simple as that. And I love how surprising the abilities that I have got have been. Like, what seeing all the kind of glowing yellow walls, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get, like, some sort of charge mechanic or something that allows me to power through these walls or something. But it's mm. like, no, like, you can open this tear and collect different things around the map and depending on what you throw, different things happen. Um, yeah, no, it's a really cool game. Really enjoying it. It is really good. The platforming is just so tight as well. And I yeah. love that... I, I like that... I feel like the accessibility stuff, like, especially... Um, they've made it as hard as they want to. Um, mm. But because there are those accessibility options, it makes it okay. Yeah. It's like the other way where it, like, kind of gets dumbed down and then the people who are, like, say, better at them might not... Yeah, I'm playing it, like, just on the standard difficulty and without the the guided feature on um and admittedly i've had a hard time kind of finding my way ar around the map and i've had to do lots of exploring to kind of find where i need to go um but it's always like at the point where i'm getting frustrated something suddenly clicks and i'm like ah oh, this is how i do it and it gets so rewarding um so i haven't had to turn that guided feature on but i love that it's there mm. yeah yeah well, i'm glad you <laughs> like it <laughs> Speaking of finally here, um, Xbox uh, had a, a developer direct, um, I think the day after we recorded last week. Um, so they've shown some games, which is exciting. All games for this year, which I think is also exciting. Um, we got a deep dive into Avowed, a release date for Hellblade 2, um, a new look at Visions of Mana, which I think was just this like whatever kind of inclusion. But And then a look at the Indiana Jones game from Machine Games. So, <clears throat> I'd argue the biggest reveal was indie. So, we'll start there. Like, what did we all make of that reveal? Um, yeah, obviously, initially, I was surprised that it was primarily first person. Obviously, it's a mix, but I don't know. I was just expecting it to look like Uncharted. I think that's just because that's probably the closest, like, frame of reference. And, like, Uncharted is always compared to, like, Indiana Jones, um, if it were a movie. So... Yeah, I didn't I think watch the showcase. I only saw the trailer, but do we know it's a mix of third person and first person? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah it's first person, that, um, and then when when there's context sensitive things like climbing ropes and shit, like it pulls back to third person, so you can see him. Right. Which, okay. And I on think that point, I don't know it, how it pulls out to third person. I can't okay. think of too many games that do that um, to that degree. Mm. Like every time you're sort of climbing or or grappling or whatever, it does switch. So that'll be interesting. Um, but it's hard to imagine machine games won't pull it off. Perfect Dark Zero did that. <laughs> and that okay. was and, a gem. And Encyclopedic knowledge. But, and the Deus Ex games. I was going to say I Far could, Cry I, 6, I think it was, when you go into like the kind of town area, that pulls out to third person, I think. Or like some bond, some bond games do it too, I think. <clears throat> yeah. but, um, it's a rare thing though. And I don't feel like, has, uh, at least not what I've played, like has been executed all that seamlessly and cinematically. I hope that's what machine games do. Has... Mm. Sorry, I cut you off there, Shannon. Did you have more No, I w- not really, no. It, it looks it looks really good. It's just not <clears> what I expected. I was going to say, has Machine Games ever done a third-person game? I'm probably going to make myself sound really stupid, but not all recently, the right? have been yeah. first only, haven't they? Yeah, they've only done Wolfenstein as Machine Games. Um, okay. And obviously they're probably all first-person. Um, I think as Starbreeze, I don't think they... I, th- I still think they were... I'm just quickly looking. I'm pretty sure they're all Did they first pull person. out to third person in uh, Chronicles <laughs> of Riddick, maybe? Um, I can't remember. My favourite mm. games, and I've forgotten. Um, a classic. I what actually did you don't... make of it, James? Mm, I actually don't like the look of it. I was a bit like... Oh! Yeah, I was a bit whelmed. Um, As in <laughs> graphically, or the whole look of oh, it? Oh, like, no, I don't... I mean, I don't care about graphics in general. But, like, yeah, it looked fine. Like, I... I the one thing I don't like, and I kind of get why they had to do this, is like obviously it's not Harrison Ford, and it's Troy Baker, and it just yeah. sounds like Troy Baker. Like I hate that; it's really weird. I thought it, it sounds like Troy Baker doing a Harrison Ford <clears throat> impression. Like it Which sounds is like, like he's oh. trying to kind of get the kind of pretty flat delivery in the same way yeah. Harrison Ford does. But yeah, I think yeah. like 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 Shannon was like visually, I think it is it is very good looking and stuff, and it looks authentic to the the era because it's set between two of the older movies obviously Raiders um, and Temple of Doom I think yeah but like oh. I don't know like the gameplay like it just didn't look that interesting like you kind of just hit someone on the head and like yeah. grab them towards I, I you with a whip do you know what I mean like I, I, I can't see how that will be fun kind of I tend to agree I think the the good thing about the Wolfenstein games is that they're just absolute like bullet hallways like and you're just shooting everything but they've sort of made the focus that Indiana Jones doesn't really do that like he's more mm. a pugilist and when really he needs to he'll use a gun so I do worry it's going to be very like melee focused and use the whip and all that sort of stuff so uh, whether the, oh, I mean I, but I trust in machine can't. games yeah, but I do too, but I but I assume they can't make it like say Wolfenstein because this is no, going to be no. a Disney production at the end of the day you know um, this is gonna be a weird parallel to I make wonder. but i kind of hope it's almost like hotline miami-esque and that if you do get a gun what? like the bullet like <laughs> the clip is like or the ammo imagine, for it is quite bullets. limited and it's like actually six or something yeah. yeah and you're actually like having to kind of alternate between the hand-to-hand combat the whip and whatever gun you can maybe pick up in the moment and like you actually kind of have to be quite strategic in how you make it through each area but um that's kind of my hope we assume that it's going to be more puzzle heavy than say Uncharted or like the newer two yeah. Raider games, right? Like I think it's going to be slower pace and shorter maybe, but I feel like you're going to spend a lot more time solving puzzles. Otherwise, yeah, I agree. Like I feel like in this re- first reveal, like they were going to go heavy on the whip, right? Like that's Indiana Jones. Like they wanted to destroy people getting whipped left, yeah. right and center. So that that's only natural. They're going to, they're going to lean into that. A lot. Well, you'd hope there's a little bit more diversity I, in combat or less of it. The, yeah, this might be like, I don't know, a little bit ignorant of me to say, but I, I can't see what this will do better that the new Tomb Raiders or Uncharted have already done. Yeah. But that's 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 my thing with indie. I, I like, think it has to be different, right? Like, yeah. those, those two games have kind of been the indiana jones games for like lack of a better term and i think they've kind of done they brought their own things to it as well but you can't just replicate that sort of feel Mm. i guess in the same way tomb raider was kind of different from uncharted that did different things i kind of expect that this will be a step in a a larger step in another direction i think i don't know if i've spoken about this on the podcast or maybe a few of us have just spoken about it privately but i I, 
Indiana Jones, for me at least, is in a weird kind of spot. Like, I feel like the mm. last movie came out last year, and I don't remember seeing anything about it or like anyone say it did, too it much. It did not do well. Okay, yeah, which is like, it's it's a big brand, like in terms of Disney and and Lucas. Like it, well, it yeah. was big. Um, so that's interesting. Mm. But uh, just back to the Troy Baker thing for a second. Like, did it just did it surprise anyone? Like, I, he's got his finger in every pie. Like, I just, <laughs> I was like, it. It feels like Troy Baker, and I was like, surely it's not. Like, he's aligned to so many PlayStation things, and it's like one thing to do an indie game or like a Batman or something, but to like then be the front man for for an Xbox first party game, I feel like he needs to pick and, a lane. And the fanboys are um, going after him too, I believe. He's going I'm not saying it. I was just shocked. I was just surprised <clears throat> that he would be watching the trailer without Jones. knowing it was him. I was like, I don't know who this is, but they're kind of like getting the typical deliver like Harrison Ford delivery right. And then it was like near the end, I started going, I wonder if it's Troy Baker. And then sure enough, I read like an hour later, it was Troy Baker. Um, so I, I kind of think it's fine, but I do sort of feel like yeah. they went Troy Baker because they could have done Nolan North. Like <laughs> it sort of feels it had to be one or the other. Um, I wonder if it would have been better just like casting someone unknown that we well, don't have a bit of a history with part, and just and doing something different. That. Yeah, I, I think it's great that they put the how much they would have paid for that. Um, I don't think he would have wanted to do it anyway. Like I think he's like pretty no. done with with everything. Yeah, like, yeah. he's old and tired. Even the media circuit for like the last movie, you can see it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't agree that like Troy Baker should not be allowed to not work on. Sony I'm not games saying he, I'm just, just <laughs> well, surprised like, that a like <clears throat> Xbox would want. That. I I don't know. I just to be I'm honest, I'm surprised. surprised that maybe there isn't a clause or something that Sony has. That's what I that mean. He can't I do Joel's voice. Like it's but like I just think like for the people who are making the game should make a creative choice not to have the same four actors in every game. That's what personally. I mean, yeah. like, for yeah. this, like, I don't know what Troy Baker does <clears throat> for that. Like, they got the likeness of Harrison. Like, I, I was surprised that it was Troy Baker. I just don't... I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Give give some other actor some work, you know? <laughs> Share it around. I feel you. But, yeah, I'm excited. I hope it's this year. <clears throat> um, I think it's it exactly... Is, it? Yeah, it is. I'm just so saying, I hope right. it comes yeah. out. Uh, yeah, this yeah. year. Um, it's what Xbox needs, I think, in terms of like <clears throat> um, single player, narrative driven action adventure. It's like the one thing that they've missed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully it works out. How do, do we feel the about name? the title now? Oh, oh is that what yeah, you just asked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the name? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it sucks, personally. Yeah. Like, it's not exciting. Like, you think like Raiders of the Lost Ark or like... Well, the movie, the last movie was stupid, wasn't it? What was Dial it? of Destiny. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty... Like, ooh, that's what's the pretty, Dial of Destiny? That's still pretty tough. I don't know. That's yeah. got like... You don't want this, to know more like, about his great circle. No, I are... that, Yeah, what does that mean? Maybe when we find out the context of it, it'll take on cooler meaning. <clears throat> well, they kind Good of explained it in the trailer, right? Like it's the kind of these historical sites around the equator line up. Yeah, yeah. I just think like, you know... Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, Crystal Skull, you know. Yeah. Temple of Doom strikes they, they me all, fairly generic. <laughs> yeah, but they all read like kind of in the 80s, that 20th was like century <laughs> adventure <laughs> novels, cool. which I think is like kind of the plan. Um, so I think they're all they a little bit cheesy to extent. Yeah, yeah, they totally. They should call it like the Circle of Doom or like the Great, <laughs> I don't know. The Great Isosceles or something like... The Great Raiders. <laughs> how, yeah. How does that <laughs> I, yeah, both great and yeah. historical just aren't very... Together? I don't know. Like, yeah. They're, they're basic words. Like, it needed basic, one of them yeah. needed to be different. Yeah. Like, the Great Circle of Ra or something. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> like how does... That sounds so much more dynamic. But, um... Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't, cool. doesn't it, sit <clears throat> well with me. It doesn't sit any like better with me having seen the trailer as it as it sort of did as it was leaking. Um, but I think like the kind of villain that they set up and the kind of story beats that you see throughout the trailer, they all feel like quintessentially Indiana Jones. And even kind of like the kind of first person sequence you get towards the end, like running from one crashing plane to the next, is like the kind of just bombandic, bombastic sort of outlandish stuff that I hoped to see. Um, and I feel tonally the trailers right as well. Like it's all the same stuff Uncharted did, obviously, but Uncharted was, you know, Indiana Jones's original source material, I suppose, for Uncharted. So it is a bit of a 
great circle full circle moment um but mm. yeah it hits it hits the right notes for me i'm excited um yeah james are you interested to hear how this feat like plays into our predictions i feel like my prediction's already wrong i <laughs> did, I, did i have i can't remember if i had an xbox just, um one or not you didn't have an no, xbox one no okay. which is yeah. surprising actually um no why is it surprising why are you just the Xbox guy? Like, about, I, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, well, so, uh, <coughs> you know what? I think it's actually just me that has a, a prediction that involves Indiana Jones. What I predicted it? that it would come out later this year and it would be a third person shooter. So I guess okay. we're looking well, pretty good up. for it coming out later Half this a year. Point. But Unless it doesn't come out and then it's nothing. Yeah. Mm. Anyhow, there we go. Only, is it only Xbox? Definitely. PC, yeah. Nice get for Game Pass. Game Pass Day One. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Speaking of Game Pass Day One, let's talk about it's not in the notes, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. Hellblade two. Exciting times. Wow. We have a date. Um What do we think? I refute that it's not in the Looks notes. Great. It's definitely in the notes. I put it it's in It's definitely there. Uh, a release no, date not. finally <clears throat> announced for Hellblade 2. It's right there in yeah, the notes. Nah. Yeah, well. um, I, I Just on the release date, I'm, I'm glad that it's it's May, isn't it? May 20, I yeah. want to say. But May 21st. Wrong. May something. Mm. Um, I think that's My great. Birthday. I don't think they could have... Happy birthday for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I, I'm glad that we're not going to have to go the rest of the year like waiting for <clears> a date in like November or, or January next year or something. Like This game hmm. it was the first Series X game they announced before the console was even revealed from memory or like right in line with it maybe um so i'm glad it is soon yeah i like that uh i'm keen the fact that they've sort of clarified that it's going to be a shorter narrative sort of thing more in line with what the first one was which makes me wonder what they've been doing for fucking five (laughs) or six years but i guess they're a small developer yeah but uh yeah look i expect it to be quite the visual showcase it seems like maybe combat has not been a focus of theirs necessarily it seems like they've reinvented it slightly but it's going to be more playing into the narrative beats but definitely still very very keen like this game does so many cool things like the first one anyway like with the binaural audio and stuff like that so i expect this to be a yeah a really cool game and yeah just i think may is going to be a good time because i can't imagine that being Hmm. hugely like congested at this time of year um or at least at this stage it doesn't look like it should be so um and yeah another win for game pass Mm. Yeah, reminds I'm ex- me. I need I'm... to finish the first. Still, yeah, you still want to play the first? It's on it's Game Pass. Game. Yeah, I need to get to it sooner rather than later. This one, this release date is sooner than I anticipated. Like um, Shannon I said, agree. like I kind of thought it was going to be later this year, um, but I'm pleased it is May. Like you, Brody, I feel like that's a good time based on the current calendar. Um, but yeah, the pressure is on to make sure I finish the first game before this one. What do we think of the no physical announcement for it? I think that's going to become more common as we go forward. And I think it's a good... Like, for for people that don't have Game Pass, I think it's a good means of uh, making it a better prospect for the consumer, I suppose. Like, as $50 American order it is, like, obviously that brings the price down slightly, so... But, I mean, we still get fucked here because of digital prices and stuff like that. But, I think um, Game Pass... When you look at, I think, Starfield's being pulled um, physically out of Walmart, and if the rumors are true, the next Series X unit isn't going to have a disk drive. So I think Xbox <coughs> wanted to pull out of the physical game a decade, however long um, the Xbox One was. So I definitely think they're probably going to get there before PlayStation does, just because they're so US dominant. Pull out game is strong. How big digital is. Yeah. And Game Pass. Like, why yeah. would you buy. The, the physical like maybe if there was like a nice limited run or a collector's edition but why would you drop money on it when the whole um premise is game pass yeah mm. i think like Throwing now money away. more so than ever but like perhaps even for like a smaller game like this I, I don't know if we've got any idea of like if this is gonna be a full price release or like a, a cheaper one um but if you're just subscribing to game pass for a month to play something like this it's really good value and you might and i'm sure that plays into microsoft strategy and they want you to go oh well 
I'll play Hellblade 2 and that I'll play throughout a week and I've got three weeks of Game Pass left. Like, let's see what else is on here. And before you know it, you're kind of mm. 50 hours deep into Starfield and subscribing for a second month. Um, so I'm sure that's part of the strategy. But yeah, like it's a, it's still a great value proposition. So Yeah, and this year it. is the first one where I think we might see that come to fruition in terms of like a four-quarter year for Xbox. Um, especially with the next game that was on the show <laughs> setting them up i was about to sort that out myself thanks but um <laughs> so yeah we also obviously as shannon has very deftly alluded to um <laughs> we were shown avowed which is obsidian's um i don't want to say i want to say skyrim like but i don't think it is like that i think i'm being a bit unfair on it i don't know it looks like Morrowind to me, um, if we're going to pick. But, yeah, we finally got to see Avowed. Um, a, a, like about eight to ten minutes, I think, of like combat, mm. story, They've released quests. more since, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I think there's more footage just today released. Yeah, well, finger on the pulse, Shadow. I, ha- I um, haven't yet watched any of it. Still in the game, baby. Still, yeah, still got yeah. it. <laughs> Always on, if you will. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway. But, yeah, like... um. I liked this. I don't. I, I'm excited for this. I don't know if anyone else is. Um, I do. I hope it's something different. Like I, I know. I feel like Starfield, at the end of the day, felt very like their other games in a way. Um, and I kind of hope that this is not just say like the New Vegas of Skyrim, if, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but cool, cool looking world, like very alien looking world. Like I think it's not a typical like kind of fantasy setting. Um, and you can dual wield wands. Like, what else is there to <laughs> want in a video game? Like, yeah, I think that's what's really <clears throat> cool about the system that they built. Like, you can have those different classes. I think they or loadouts. They might have referred to them, but then kind of yeah, it's like loadouts. Different. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think that was the limitation of something like Skyrim, where you're kind of prescribing to a certain build and there's little room for experimentation. And if you are, you're kind of like just switching hands, diving to the menus isn't really something you do in combat. Um, So I like that this kind of seems to open up tons of different possibilities and encourage players to experiment with different combinations. Um, I don't know. I'm curious of what uh, your feelings are, but I don't think this is going to be as big and expansive as say a skyrim like like an elder scrolls world might be i don't kind of get that feeling but i love the art style that they've got going for it um i think it's a cool world they've built i'm excited to see more of it Hmm. in terms of length i would i'm thinking like without knowing anything obviously it could strike a similar length to say like the outer worlds which is obviously a more truncated uh yeah space skyrim basically or whatever it was but um yeah, yeah, very cool. Like, what this is set in like the Pillars of Eternity world, is that right? I think. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not very versed in that, but I mean, I feel like they'll do pretty well to make it accessible for like entry level people to that franchise. But I think of all the things we were shown in this game, yeah, I think the combat is easily probably the most dynamic and interesting looking thing. Like, um, definitely Mm -hmm. while it still seems sort of clunky like you would expect from like a morrowind or skyrim type i think the being able to change it up between you know spells and uh even guns i think they've got like it's uh yeah it seems like there's gonna be a lot of option to play sort of how you want to play so i think it's a yeah really cool looking game and yeah probably one to fill out the quarter three or quarter four or whatever it is of this year so yeah i'm just doing a bit of my own fact checking on the fly and i think they've said it's going to be interconnected open zones and like comparable to knights of the old republic 2 in the outer worlds and size so yeah not quite like the big kind of open world rpg that uh, i guess like someone hoping this is just now the squirrels game might be but um all the same like i'm super keen to get stuck into I do, this did we get a release date for this I do, no it's spring. Right, just okay, spring i think fall yeah it is yeah. This year. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah i do kind of hope they avoid what Skyrim sort of struggled with and because Skyrim sort of not Skyrim sorry Starfield um because it still sort of felt old like it had all those uh like you know the Bethesda style conversations that zoom in on a character and then you get your options and this one still seems to do that but um I'm hoping it doesn't seem to feel as old like what I saw of the story and the dialogue stuff is probably the stuff that didn't wow me the most um yeah but yeah like hopefully they can find a way to 
get away from that somehow and yeah that's my only concern i think i think they're a good developer i think it'll yeah i'm like i'm thinking about like great developer outer world's grounded pentiment i know that they're Mm. all slightly different games obviously but um they've all been pretty solid yeah absolutely they've carried this generation so far uh do we want to talk about the best game of this presentation ara history untold anyone anyone down because <laughs> uh, <laughs> i am not oh, okay. <laughs> right okay no. <laughs> you throw me yeah. um that. so Sorry. if you like that kind of thing that's great oh i think it, yeah, you. it looks good I if think, you're into forex um, strategy games but i don't think at a guess any of us are yeah it's more like four z's for me i'm being honest yeah so I, I didn't weeks, watch the showcase. Yeah. I just kind of picked the trailers that interest me. What like what is our history untold? Is this like an Age of Empires kind of style game or? No. Yeah, similar. I think it's it's from it's it's from devs that did Civ Five, um, and they've right. created a new studio. So it's it's a similar sort of yeah. I think they call it four X strategy game. So I don't know what the X's mean. I don't know what it's all about. It's just really exciting. A lot of X's. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. It's not I like 4D. My Xbox isn't no, about no. squirt water at me. No. Okay. No, nothing like no, that. No, mate. Like, that's <laughs> enough. Don't be so silly. <clears throat> 4X. Abbreviation of explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Bang. Ah. So, yeah, Civ. There you go. It's about colonization and shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Before we move on, anything else about Xbox? Uh, I'd probably just yeah as a top level thought I thought I'd just like to say that I, I really really like this presentation that they're doing like I like yeah, the developer directs so I think I think they nailed it last year like, obviously the hi-fi rush uh, stealth drop was really cool and while this year we only sort of got the visions of mana look which was still cool and sort of speaks to you know Xbox still trying to bring in that Japanese market so that that is good steps but uh yeah i just think it's a really cool uh way to present it and i love that the developers themselves get a bit of spotlight especially in a time where you know so many are getting laid off and stuff i think it's good to you know see the human side of it all so yeah i look forward to these every january if that's what it's going to be or shit with the 40 studios they've got they could do one every six months or quarter if they really wanted to so i kind of hope they do it more than once a year to be honest um But I did like that this was just this year stuff. Like I, I'm kind of sick of Xbox showing all these games, um, and then you know, and no, <laughs> no dates, and it's all that was the GLA. same. Like this same direct that they did last year, this time last year, that was the same thing, right? Redfall, like, they only Minecraft, twenty twenty three games. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they don't yeah. kind of paint themselves too much into. Maybe they already have of like people kind of expecting it'll always be stuff for the next ten or twelve months. But I do, I do kind of like that. Um, I don't know what you do when it's the next like if you do it direct later in the year but yeah it's cool I think what what excites me most is that it's the January developer direct showcase and we got Indiana Jones and we got uh, Hellblade which will be out by June so like what are we seeing in June when they like hit Summer Game Fest and stuff like I'm just so excited it's it's finally the year that was promised for Xbox fans (laughs) I think yeah it's January he's claiming it this is it this is the year it's coming James this is the year that we've been waiting for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah anyway i hope so hmm. anyway before we move on ewan you have something to say that you've been yeah to i want to tell you more about these steel series mics that we're using here in the show um as we've said before on the show we're incredibly grateful to steel series for kidding us out uh, with these brand new alias mics uh, and helping us sound great without complicating our setups any further than they already are uh the three times larger capture within the mics keeps us sounding great on the podcast and in our party chats as well it's dead easy to manage the mic's noise cancellation and eqs as well as my own sound through the sonar software it's been a while since i've done a live stream myself but i love that you can manage all the audio that's output to your stream through there too um yeah massive thanks to steel series for supporting the show again and back to you james in the studio <laughs> absolutely thank you <laughs> um so <clears throat> the game that everyone's either talking about or playing or both uh power world hit the the waves do we say that anymore hit the the Xbox. airwaves yeah <laughs> we're really rolling with a theme here now <laughs> yeah yeah we are um yeah it is an xbox episode really um yeah so xbox and pc has now got access to power the game early access version um it is beating every record like ever i think it's the most played game on steam 
ever. Is that right to say? Like it's like <laughs> I don't know. No. I think it's up there. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like no. Nah, it yeah. I, don't know. It I think it's like ring. the second best paid second game in like fifth or sixth all time. So it's yeah. still huge. Yeah. Yeah. Concurrent. Um, <clears throat> so for a paid game. It has it's done like been six million just, copies in four days, which is like nuts to think about. Yeah. Like that money that they've got. Oh yeah. Just, Without Oof. PlayStation. It's, it's and they're going to have to give it all to Nintendo. Imagine if the day before I had sold this much in early access. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They'd be well, laughing. Well, it didn't. So. No. And <laughs> that actually closed yesterday for everyone yeah. who wants to know who's following that game. Um, yeah, so obviously there's like a lot to talk about here. I, I, has anyone played it, first of all? I've played maybe about half an hour. Yeah, I played. so I played about... Uh, and my friend was playing it, and he's like kind of addicted to it. Um and he was like, just come see what it's like. And I was like, oh, like begrudgingly joined. Um, yeah. And it's like genuinely awful. Like, I don't know why. How, <laughs> I like, I don't know how people are enjoying it so much. Um, but I think a lot of people have said it's like Pokemon with guns, but I don't even think it's like that. I think it's like Ark with yeah, Pokemon. It is like Ark. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah. Like it's way close to that. Um, <clears throat> but it's definitely uh, shameless in the way... <laughs> that it is copies a lot of designs from Pokemon. Um, I know that they, they reckon that they're not doing that, but I don't know, man. Some of them are like, pretty, like, one-to-one. Um, yeah. But why do you... I, I, I have a lot of opinions about this, so, like, we'll talk about it later, but I, who is surprised that this game is apparently as good as it is and is as popular as it's become? Well, James, can I jump in and say I'm not at Absolutely. all surprised? And, in fact, I've been predicting this for years if you might recall on the podcast i've been banging on about how much pokemon needs to do a game with real-time combat and you all laughed and jeered and said you and you just won a pokemon game with guns that's preposterous and look where we are that's reality and it's breaking all sorts of records so hate say i told you so but i told you so back to you in the studio (laughs) <laughs> any, any, yeah. any, now, anyway now that's um, done now that's done um, yeah <laughs> I he was done patting himself on the when, back <laughs> yeah um <laughs> when I, I I went back and I think I wrote about this like three or four years ago and said like it was Pokemon with guns so I do think that in an, is a selling point enough but then you add in like TikTok and all these platforms that sort of just make things go off now and that has been all over my TikTok and it's surprising there's not a lot of gaming stuff that's normally on um, my feet in terms of like every scroll is like this game um, and that's enough to make something viral um, let alone it being like Pokemon with guns um, I know that, and that is what like the average person would be seeing it as like they wouldn't really even know there's a difference I know you say there's probably not a lot of it probably plays quite differently but to the normal gamer who might know Pokemon um, mm. From their childhood ever like it, it looks like a more mature version of that which is what ewan has been begging for for what feels <laughs> like a decade and and ewan would love it because it's really pokemon cross Fortnite. because as soon as i booted it up and it asked me to build a fucking house i was like no <laughs> that i mean no, that's what i love don't like ask- and that's uh. what excites me about it because it i i haven't yet jumped in and truthfully if we weren't recording this podcast right now it's 100 what i'd be doing um but like I, sorry, I, I love, <laughs> I love that it seems to be that just this absurd amalgamation of like a bunch of different games and a bunch of different genres, um, and yeah, I love my survival games, particularly cooperative ones. Um, as for like the kind of copying element of it, like I think it's kind of, and this is again without having yet played it, just kind of seeing the clips and stuff that I've seen circulated, it kind of looks like a parody of Pokemon in so many ways. Like you're kind of capturing these things and putting them into this kind of indentured like servitude towards you. And that's how they'll get around the lawyers saying it's parody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I guess it's still to be determined whether or not there's been kind of, um, like kind of AI used to kind of circumvent, copyright in some kind of particularly dodgy and heinous ways that these are just merely accusations of this sort of this sort of stage um and connecting some dots that may or not exist but yeah like if there's anything like that maybe that's a different story but it kind of seems to be this really kind of tongue and cheek tongue and cheek sort of 
um yeah parody of of pokemon with these other absurd elements added in um and i'm here for it can't wait to play it yeah i do <laughs> like i i do think maybe this this is i i agree like when pokemon arceus got revealed um i kind of feel like this is almost what people hoped it would be not with the guns obviously but just like the kind of open yeah. world kind of um kind of vibe that i guess it's going for um, and I do think the popularity does kind of speak to the need for Pokemon to maybe evolve a little bit. I know we've said it quite a bit regularly. Like, even Scarlet and Violet, I feel like it didn't quite get as get there um, as much as we wanted it to. So I do think that, like... So what is you're saying is Ewan is factor. exactly right. No, I'm not. Because this isn't even... No. Because Ewan, Ewan <laughs> described... And, no, I'm not even getting into that. I'm not dignifying it. <laughs> But um, but I do think I, it's like I pretty... described a game in which you like use uh, Pokemon, uh-huh. and, like use their attack sort of in combat, and like don't you pick up like one of these little um I don't even <clears> pals <throat> and like use it as a flamethrower? Like th- this is the game I described. Yeah. Let's go. I yeah okay sure. Um, so <laughs> uh, in term I don't know like what I I do think that is a little bit questionable. It's like so heavily building on like the. The, even like the menu is like ripped straight from Ark. The music, like the little jingle that plays when you get to an area, is from Zelda. Like it, it's it's so like it's so shameless in the way that it <clears throat> is copying everything. Like I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I, I don't. I everything is like it takes bits and pieces from something else. Yeah, like, but not I, like uh, this. No, I, like, no, I agree. This is on another level, but. I don't. Well, yeah. It has. Is it direct asset rips? Like I, they're very close. Well, James like, is saying it's the same audio. Yeah. I don't know if I haven't let. Look, the files I think it's just, just important to, to distinguish that when we say it's the same audio, they're not like going into the files of Zelda and copying out the MP3 <clears> file and like yeah, putting it. This is on, showing on my, that note. My I've, game I've seen people comparing the models like from Pokemon Go. Yeah, and 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 there's like some similarities there. So like that's like that is literally theft. <laughs> like I don't know. But sure, like surely, like kind of humanoid models from any number of games. You could I'm talking about the, the Pokemon and or the powers. I'm not yeah, talking about the humans. Like, yeah, but I, I just sort of think like if you've got a creature with four legs, like and you overlay yeah, you the models, it's bound literally to be some the same neck shape. Don't as, justify like, a Pokemon. theft, you and it is intellectual <laughs> yeah, like, property. What the fuck? <laughs> I, yeah, I just. Oh, Robin Hood! I, I don't here. think that necessarily proves anything. Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it makes a good clip to share on Twitter, but does it? Is it concrete? I think that you're thinking that, that I'm saying they models? stole a chicken model or something because chickens all look the same. <laughs> I'm literally talking about like a Pokemon with like a wobbly neck or something that has the same wobbly neck in Power World. Yeah, but like, like there are it, literally like there are literally like ripoffs on the App Store, like where you can get like Pokemon Mobile and it's got like Pikachu in the DP. Yeah. like that. It's not that. Like just because. It looks a bit like, and I know that some are very close, but like, just because you get the perception that it is Pokemon with guns, and like, I don't know if they're to blame for that. Yeah, and they're not, they're they're not like unpacking the asset files of the original game and like copying and pasting them into their own. Like, this is really surprising. Like, I'm sure for both of you, like, (laughs) I'm like genuinely a little bit. I feel like if you're parroting something, it's fair game to kind of sculpt something that's similar to. the model of another game. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's parody. You keep saying parody, it's not, but you're like, <laughs> you, it's not parody. It's not parody. I don't, parody, I don't think it's parody. They're, they're definitely. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think it's parody. I don't it's know. So I don't outlandish. Know to... I don't see how it possibly can't be. Like just because they don't have. Again, I haven't. I've only seen specific examples on Twitter, and I don't. I don't know Pokemon past like the 150. So I don't know. It's just they're ridiculous in itself. Like in what they are. Like they are just weird shapes and and blobs and whatever and i don't doubt that they've tried to replicate that but like there are legalities around like you can take something and change it five or ten percent and then it is its own thing like unless it's one for one which i don't think it is one for one like they're meshing like two pokemon together is one example that i've seen where one has the neck from that looks like one pokemon and certain other aspects from another like that i don't think it's an issue like legally, but we'll find out, I guess. Mm. I I think that we've known about this game for years. If the Pokemon company yeah. thought that it was illegal, like it wouldn't have come out. Like I genuinely believe that. 
with how Nintendo and the Pokemon company are. Wow. Yeah, look, I think what? it's ultimately going to be determined by people <laughs> that are a bigger, more of an expert in this sort of thing than me. But I'm sure Nintendo, as Shannon says, like will be sparing no expense in having their lawyers assess these. Uh, look, admittedly, whole, James, I am looking whole, up I, some I of like the comparisons. Totally different argument. Yeah, I am looking up some of the comparisons <clears throat> that I think you mentioned about. The, I'm seeing something about a wobbly neck here, and like looking at the meshes and stuff of the like the models. They do look remarkably alike, like very, very much so. Um, mm. And I guess that's like where you need to make the determination. I don't feel equipped to do so. Is like, is this them? Like, how much of that is kind of just recreated to kind of look like it versus kind of being, uh, you know, almost kind of tracing the Pokemon. I, I don't know what I don't know what I'm saying necessarily, but I still, there is I, no like, doubt people, that they want them to look like Pokemon. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard people sort of saying it's like, well, they've got like a, a, they've got an electric creature that, that's essentially Pikachu, and it's like, what? So you can't have like a yellow electric creature in any game ever because that's Nintendo's thing. But I don't know how similar it looks to <laughs> to Pikachu. These ones I'm looking at with a wiggly neck, admittedly, do look very similar. Yes, well, we'll see how it all shakes out, I guess. Um, I'm, I mean, hopefully they didn't do anything too dodgy, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's we go to, see. like... Let's see what Nintendo says. Speaking of, like, copying from the past, I don't know, Brady's review for The Last of Us mm. Part 2 Remastered went up since the last time we all gathered. Um, Brody, obviously you wrote the review for the site. Uh, what did you make of the total package? I think the package is great. It's very enticing. Uh, look, I, uh, I think it's really good because, uh, I, the one thing I was dreading was replaying the campaign because I didn't know I was ready for it yet. Like I thought the first time it was, it was quite taxing to get through the game, but, um, playing it again, like it, it just holds up. It's a, it's a great game, great sequel. I love everything they did narratively. So look, the game still holds up. And if you haven't played it before and you're coming in after part one, it's a great time to play it. Uh, especially with, you know, the lean slate this year, if you're a PS5 owner. Uh, now the stuff that make it obviously the remastered package, I think they do all that stuff really well. Naughty Dog are really good with behind the scenes stuff and sort of extra content like that, I think. So, uh, I know it hasn't been really for everyone, but I really enjoyed No Return. Like, I think it's a really cool roguelite mode that plays to the strengths of the game's camp, uh, the game's combat. Um, I like being able to play as all the different characters and sort of play to their strengths, and they're all sort of unique in that way. Uh, and yeah, I just think it's really good. I think it's if they had have fleshed it out more, I could have easily seen it being almost the Naughty Dog live service game set in that world. But obviously, it's a bit pared back in that sense. Um, I like the lost levels. It, they, you know, with the context of why they were cut, but obviously knowing what they could have added to the story, it's a good little inside look at that side of development that you don't often see. Like, I think it's great access to see, you know, these incomplete levels. Like, I can't, can't imagine being a developer putting that sort of thing out there, like knowing that someone's going to be judging work that you haven't even got to finish sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, and I'm a sucker for commentary. So I, I played through the game and I basically went back through and listened to all the cutscenes again with the commentary on just to get all that insight but yeah i think it's a it's a great package and i think it's made more enticing by them having the upgrade path the ten dollar or twenty dollars or whatever it is here the twenty dollar upgrade path uh to just upgrade your ps4 version um obviously it looks great like it, it's the best running version of the game uh like it does what pretty much all the uh playstation first party games are doing and sort of bringing them up to that standard that they've hit which i think what was it 4k 40 frames something like that somewhere in that sweet spot um but yeah uh, i thought it was great obviously the game still holds up so play it if you haven't and uh yeah no return i thought was a blast i don't know what i think ewan and shannon have played it i don't know how you came down on it but i thought it was a lot of fun personally yeah i i really liked it i think i played it pretty much every day of of the holiday break i think it came in a few days before we finished up and then i had the portal so i was playing a lot of that in bed like it's it's yeah, it's not story-driven at all. It's pure, just fun. I think it, it highlights the combat and how 
good that is most of the time. Like, there are some awkward moments with it. I saw a lot of discourse around, like, how it almost ruins the story and brings the whole game package down. And I think you're just looking into it too much if that's what you take away from that. I think it's it's a standalone mode. Um, they've, they've done well without really adding a whole lot um, and being very clever there. And it's it's mm. it's just a good time. It's fun. I don't know if you can call it fun being the last of us and how gory it is, but it it's it's Moorish. Like you just want to keep playing it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I um I haven't really dipped my toes into like the no return mode all that much. I kind of probably only had attempted like two or three sort of runs. I had actually found myself just playing the story again. Um, in quite a major way and almost got through to the end of that now actually I'm excited to get back to it um, but yeah based on like what I play like it seems to be very kind of um, there seems to be plenty there to occupy your time and yeah it's lighter on the story side of things or like there's no story in it as opposed to God of War Valhalla I loved what Valhalla did and it's kind of a different thing to that um, but it's interesting like I've seen I, it's funny how these things come about but on TikTok I keep getting these clips of like people kind of doing these like hypercuts of almost like trick shots and stuff in the game which is kind of very tonally weird I guess given the um the implications violence has like within the story of the game um but i can kind of compartmentalize like this mode to that and just kind of appreciate the kind of gameplay mechanics that they offer in this mode like in in, in this mode it's just kind of allowed to be a game without any of the story implications that the campaign obviously has um and yeah i think like they have and, developed yeah. a really cool visceral combat system that makes for a fun mode um I was amazed how challenging it was as well. Like particularly the hunt, I think it's the hunted ones where you've just got to survive for like 60 yeah. seconds as an, as an army of enemies come at you. Um, they really kind of demand I, I quite do like, a lot of you. I do like that the more you play too, like you unlock other modes as well. Like there's like yeah. four or five different modes that you can unlock. Like there's so much stuff to unlock that keeps you occupied for, I don't know, probably like a good 10, 10 to 12 hours or something like that. And there's like all the like modifiers that. too, right? as well yeah. like yeah it and you can do custom runs yeah. I, know, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing there with like generative like and generating the modes and the photo modes and the the different um, modifiers but like i felt like i never played the same run twice which was to be commended whatever sort of mm-hmm. algorithmic um stuff that they set up there to bring that all together in terms of levels and enemies and whatever else like it just felt fantastic but yeah the combat like i really liked that you could just try insane stuff that you never would have tried in in the main game not because you didn't have the same weapons Mm. and stuff but just because you sort of didn't it didn't it didn't fit in there and you didn't want to sort of break up that story mode and you wanted to conserve ammo and stuff so i really liked it 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 was just a whole different light um for the combat of that i like how they've developed kind of different um like character builds kind of for each one like each kind of character has different skill sets that i think suit them as they've been set up in the story um like i i enjoyed playing as abby and kind of getting health boosts when you engage in melee combat it really encourages you to you know pick up the baseball bat and get in up quite close and personal whereas with um ellie like her uh, preference is kind of around the rifle and staying further afield um yeah, I'm excited to kind of unlock more of the characters and see how they all play as well. Yeah. I don't know if you felt it this, though, Brody. Yeah. Like, I kind of was eager playing it. I was like, ah, oh, I wish there was a multiplayer element to this. Like, even if it was Actually, yeah, for no return d- or something. Like, I think uh, that would be yeah. great. There is, like, obviously, I don't know if you how many runs you've done or if you've encountered them, but there are, like, levels where you have, like, companions within the levels. And they're only right. AI, obviously, but, like, just having that company, I thought, just this would be a really fun co-op. And uh, yeah. it's a shame that they couldn't either make it work for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, I, I really think if they had the time and they obviously maybe wanted to, I think they could have fleshed No Return out to be, like, a really cool, like, standalone Last of Us experience. Even, you know, there's obviously that dissonance that sort of makes it, hard to palette uh like except if you like sort of taking the story and stuff of the main game but like i haven't really followed any of that discourse so i'm not really sure what the reference was yeah. there maybe i'll have to do some reading but um uh yeah like i think it could have been a a more rounded fuller mode but obviously what we got is still pretty cool 
Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously friend of the show, and we've had him on a number of times, James W. I don't, he, he felt rather differently about the inclusion of the mode. Um, and I think he presented a very reasonable argument as to why it is conflicting having it in the game, um, given it's kind of just like totally antithetical to like what that story is all about. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, for me, that just doesn't bother me in the same way. Like I see them as very different things. I don't think it diminishes the story in any way by it being there. And, you know, like <laughs> games and art, like is this whole debate, but like in this mode, it's just very much allowed to be a game. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm coming through with all the controversial opinions today. <laughs> I don't think it's that controversial. I didn't think about that. I mean, obviously, I'm not one to, you know, fist myself over The Last of Us like <laughs> you and does. But I never really thought about that. Like, I know, obviously, I recognize that the whole game is about ending the cycle of violence and all that kind of jazz. But yeah, an optional I'm- bonus mode, like, you know, like, I don't know if that changes anything, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That that's just I, always how I've felt. But yeah, there were there were people that were like calling out playing <clears throat> as Abby and stuff as wrong, and I was like, Ugh, I just don't don't see that. Like you surely yeah, but there's also to differentiate the two things. Yeah. and how they... there's a big crowd of people who hated Abby to begin with just because of her part in the story, and those people. No, but it, it wasn't even so. that. It was like, it, I don't think it was that. Maybe it was. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do some reading. I'll, I'll read up on some literature and see where I come down on it. I will say, like, context, the context of playing through the story again was really different this time to how it was when the game came out. Like, the obviously, the game came out during COVID. And so, like, the kind mm. of pandemic elements, particularly going through the hospital and kind of being there at, like, ground... I think the mission is called Ground Zero. Like, as the pan... Like, the, the virus was starting to spread, like, that was kind of confronting to play in the context of a pandemic. And then I suppose, like, nowadays with the global conflict that's going on, and particularly, like, the ongoing conflict um, in the Middle East, of like, a lot of which kind of inspired Neil Druckmann's approach to the game, like, that was very front of mind this time, and it kind of made me view and digest the story in a whole other way and really kind of connect with that kind of um, cycle of violence in a much deeper way than I felt like I did the first time. Um so I, I don't really know what I'm saying other than it's kind of interesting like how these kind of two world events have kind of coincided with the re- release and re-release of this game and like how it's impacted my connection with the story. Lens of the game. Yeah. yeah. I reckon it's yeah. also watching the show and like being more familiar with that and maybe even like seeing some different stuff with that just changes yeah. replaying it again so soon. How did, how did you I handle mean, spoilers in your household? I've been like trying to keep my girlfriend away from the screen when it's like climactic scenes because she doesn't know the story and I'm trying to save her for the second season of the show. I think Katie's watched me play the game like two or three times now and I don't right. think she's taken anything in, so I don't, I don't know if she cares yeah. that much. She liked the show and we'll obviously watch it when it comes out, but uh, look, I don't think anything I do related to games is front of mind for her. You'd have to, like, <laughs> so. you'd have to be watching... There'd be like two or three Intently. scenes in like the twenty-hour journey that would like you would just tell them to look away. Like for the rest of it, it'd just look yeah, like yeah. A that's game, kind I of think. what I've been doing. I'll like I'll pause it and go, okay, you need to leave the room for this little bit, <laughs> or I'll just like the first time I played it though. Of course, the show didn't back exist, to so bed. yeah, yeah. So I, I, just I, did, I didn't have the like, benefit of unless that. Unless you going to sit and watch the whole game kind of through, it's kind of better experienced watching the show. I don't know. I'm curious to see how other people react to that, manage that. Okay, well, we're running long, so let's move on to the rapid-fire question, Um, uh, which I'm reading for the first time now. Jennifer Coolidge has been added to the cast of Minecraft alongside Jack Black and Jason Momoa, but it was also recently announced this week that Until Dawn will be getting a movie adaptation which is like just quickly <laughs> side note, like so unnecessary. Like it already was a movie. It is basically. a movie. Yeah. Like anyway, yeah. of those two, which are you guys more keen for? Until dawn, I guess. But neither. Wow. Really? No, I reckon yeah. Minecraft. I mean, I'm throwing Minecraft. No. In. No, no. Thanks. Okay. No. Well, you're going to be seeing it. You have kids. It's happening. Yeah. 
I'm going to say Minecraft as well. I feel like it's going to get the kind of Super Mario <clears throat> treatment and be a bit zany, and I'm here for that. Shani? Neither, but I guess Until Dawn, but probably neither, to be honest. <laughs> More evenly well, split than I thought we would be. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Okay, so what the wiki? What the wiki is a press start podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and the contestants must guess the game. The point is awarded for each correct guess, and the round ends after one person scores two points. As last week's winner, Shannon is in the hosting chair, and the current leaderboard is myself on three, Shannon on two, Brody on one, Kieran on one, and Nick Ewan on zero. No point. Didn't say it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. It was very disrespectful of me. Um, so, yeah. Shannon, host us. Host us All with right, the most This is going to be a bit of a mess. <clears throat> I had the games from earlier today, but realized I didn't do the actual thing. So, I've just tried to pull them last second if you are a little bit harder to, to find entries for. So, let's do it. Hmm. The game is a 1999 <laughs> game that was followed by various sequels released for the PlayStation and other platforms. The story focuses on a human brought to File City on File Island to save said island. Ooh. <laughs> the characters of this game have been losing their memories and becoming feral and the city has fallen into disarray. The goal of the player who is represented by an unnamed young boy is to save the island by helping the characters Brody. recover their memory and return to the city. Yes, Brody. Is it Ape Escape? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> um, the gameplay revolves around... That is the end of the paragraph, so you're back in. The gameplay oh, revolves good. around raising a single thing from its egg form, hatching into a fresh up... Ha- hatching into a fresh... Through in-training rookie champion and with some work ultimate. A partner will fade away with age and return to an egg eventually, so the player has to raise it again. Brody? Ewan? Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of hoping Tamagotchi was, like, made into a video game at some point. Tamagotchi? the video game is <laughs> my guess <laughs> it's not it's not but damn it it's Can a I shame go? but no yeah uh is it digimon did you hear me do you need more i'm gonna need <laughs> more specific. oh is it called like yeah. is it called digimon like cyber sleuth or something like that can I go? Oh, that is that a was a game, but yeah. it is not the yeah, game. Not what about me? Yes, James. Is it Digimon World? Sorry, I'm... it is Digimon World, James. <laughs> well well done. Thank you. You seem to be I running at a delay, Shannon. I'm seeing. It's like, it's like <clears throat> yeah, there's, it's like I'm in Arkham Asylum because you're all coming through at different times and you're not matching <laughs> your mouth and it's just like you're screaming at me over the top of each <laughs> how, other. But anyway. How is that like, oh, how is that like Arkham Asylum? Asylum? <laughs> Stop <laughs> downloading Powerball because it just—I feel like I'm going insane with like, <laughs> oh. the vo- like we're having I'm having four Take different conversations. At so once. that's your asylum of choice. Take asylum. it easy. <laughs> it is with you batshit crazy people. <laughs> wow. Well, um, the game is a video game for the Nintendo DS that first launched in 2005. In the game, players raise and care for a virtual Ewan. puppy using the handheld consoles. Mike, Brody. I'm going to need a full title as well, so. Ah, oh, no. Uh, did I buzz in first? Ewan did. In, I, don't, I think. You did. You in reality. <laughs> um, uh, the full title thing is scoping me. I was going to say Nintendogs. <clears throat> yeah, but that is part of it. Do you want to have a guess oh. at the version? No. Thinking back to our long friendship. Only James is going to know this. <laughs> no, no that's I've not had true. my guess. Brody, you were next. I, I I would have said Nintendogs as well. I don't know any, I don't know any I'll subtitles take, for that a, genre. I'll take Nintendogs semicolon breed at this point. Oh, what? Excuse me. No. I'll I'll well, go. Nintendogs semicolon breed. 
No, if that's what you'll take. <laughs> should, should, should I go? Can I go? <laughs> you can go, Jake. Please just end this. Is it? This, yeah, this is awful. Nintendo's French Bulldog and Friends. <laughs> no, you're, you're all awful. But if oh, one of you, you were went. smart, you would now take that and guess. Oh, oh, Nintendo's Dashens. Sausage uh, dogs. <laughs> and friends. D- Dashens and, friends. And, and friends. God damn it. <laughs> this is the worst. Like, <laughs> Literally yeah, never well. in this game in my life. Just give it give it yeah. to Ewan and let's move on. Christ, hey, well Dashens. done. It is, it's Ewan. It's Ewan. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. It's a mess. <laughs> One second. Pad, pad, pad. Let me... <laughs> <clears throat> He's mm. got to stop downloading Power World. How do you all background. think this is going? This is a mistake. <laughs> I think this is going about as well as I would expect when Shannon is hosting. Things inevitably go pear shaped. The game is the name <laughs> of a Game Boy game released by Bandai in October 1997. It is very much based. It is very much like what it is based on in the physical world, but with additional features such as music, contests, and more games. Upon starting the game, players will select an egg of the eight there are, which will hatch after a short period of time. Egg games. Sorry. After the baby hatches from the egg, the player can choose a name for it. Up to three characters can be raised at one time. Both will show in different screens. Also, music will change depending on which screen you are. Brody, can I just guess? You can guess. Go. Is it Disney's dinosaurs? I don't know if you've heard me. This internet is fucking crazy. <laughs> Not Disney's dinosaurs. <laughs> I Brody, go. I no. It's yeah. Uh, uh Is it Tamagotchi? Was it on Game Boy? I don't know. <laughs> it is Tamagotchi. Well I done, Brody. Why do we have to prolong this round? Does, yeah. It? Fuck! <laughs> this is the I worst. literally moved it forward so you would get it. This, this is, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why this is happening. All right, let's My- end it. Much like its predecessor, the game is an open-world role-playing game where the player controls Nathan Adams or Katie Forrester. Players navigate around the world using you the and- Nintendo 3DS touchscreen to find no, and befriend... Yes. Kind of your thing. <laughs> that was a paddock buzz. I thought it was 40 winks. I thought you were setting me up again. <laughs> to find and befriend various monsters scattered across the overworld. Various Players- monsters. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <I> just- <laughs> James, guess it. Hurry up. I don't know it. <laughs> Players can give. Enemy characters are food item that they like I before heard a thing entering of this. battle to have chances of befriending them after winning the battle. <laughs> James, no, no, I don't. I need more info. Yes. Oh, oh my god! After the battle, so any of bad. the enemy characters may approach the player character and give them its medal, allowing it to be used in the player's team. Oh, I know what this is, but the I don't know which one it is. The new feature in the battle is using. The watch muddle zero to yeah, use James. Oh, ultimate no. hoops. James. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. want to know. Wait, keep going. <laughs> <clears throat> the model zero also allows the use of poking, which uses the touchscreen to find a particular sweet spot of an enemy to increase the likelihood of befriending it. Other sweet spots can be poked to gain extra damage, money, or experience. I'm going to start saying the character names now to get everyone get in. To so. pl- get to platforms or something. He said DS. <clears throat> I said... Did he? 3DS. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't help. Yokai can be also James. acquired through the um. Crank Akai by collecting... In- yes, James. Ah. Is, it, is it Yokai Watch? <laughs> Two? What? Yokai Watch? Ewan! Yo- Ewan! Watch. Uh, you no, see, this is annoying because, like, you. 
<laughs> you win. <laughs> Is it Yokei Watch 3D? Is that even right? I don't know. Yes. It is right? No, it's not right. Oh, Brody, it. go. No. Oh. Are we still going? Brody. What were you saying? What did you say no to? Like, I don't know which one you said no to because of the delay. I don't know what's been said. It's Ewan and James are wrong. Is it? I'm Brody, okay, watch two. <laughs> it's okay, watch two. God damn it. Well God. done. Brody, damn Hello. it. <laughs> That's literally what I said. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> That's why I'm. I thought like, James said Yokai Watch and no, Ewan said Yokai Watch 3D. There was like a 10 second pause. For you, because you're delayed. Like. <laughs> no. Okay, with that, let us bring an end to this week's episode me. of the Press Start pod- Podcast. Once again, brought to you today by Steel Series. What happened? A new range of alias microphones. <laughs> Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice and I'm follow so us at Press.au and visit the site at Press.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. Oh, you can follow me at Shannon Grixie. Oh. Brody. <laughs> oh my God, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> my god uh, who won what the wiki I don't know what happened <laughs> who won you can follow me on most things I love at that Brody underscore DJ I'm sorry I'm feeling he's, he's in the asylum I don't know if anyone listening to this oh mess of a show is going to find this as funny as we are right now. But God, no, I'm this is all going to like work out well in the edit, so it's not. No one's going to be able to tell. <laughs> so what are we doing? I don't know what to do. I'm but... waiting for na- my name to be read out. And, oh, uh, I don't know, <coughs> Ewan. Uh, thank you for having me, James. Uh, you can follow me on social platforms at Ewan underscore rocks. <laughs> I've been your host, James. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, at James ATJ. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, happy gaming. Bye, bye from the bye. asylum. <laughs> <laughs>